Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. G'day folks and welcome, uh, thanks for joining me. Look, we've been uh, waiting a long time for this, but we've finally got that UAP report from 2022. It's been a few months waiting and it's uh, yeah, finally come. So, but look guys, welcome to the new year. I hope everyone's had a great holiday season and welcome to 2023. So look, I thought I'd uh, join you here tonight and uh, try and get into this uh, UAP report. Uh, I haven't really read it myself yet, but I figured why not just go and uh, read it as I go along now and sort of give my thoughts along as I read it to you. So. Um, bear with me, guys. There, I'll um, read through this here, and I'll um, yeah, we'll crack, get cracking into it. So basically, we've got the unclassified version here uh, from the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, the 2022 Annual Report on Unidentified Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. Jesus, tongue twister. Uh, basically, got the table of contents there and an executive summary, and I'll just read through this here, and I'll give you a bit of my opinions there as we go along there, and um, see how we go. So basically, the unidentified Aerial phenomena UAP reporting is increasing, enabling a greater awareness of the airspace and increased opportunity to resolve UAP events. In addition to the 144 UAP reports during the 17 years of UAP reporting, included in the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, preliminary assessments, there have been 247 new reports and another 119 that were either since discovered or reported after the preliminary assessments time period. This totals 510 UAP reports as of 30th of August 2022. Additional information is provided in the classified version of this report. Uh, basically, we won't get that one, unfortunately. Um, but saying that uh, 17 years of the European reporting, which makes me sort of think that we might not be getting anything in regards to uh, anything that's prior to the 17 years. So I think that's uh, quick, something about 2005, 2006, something like 17 years. So anything prior to that, we won't be getting any information in regards to any sort of UAP or UFO reports or evidence in that nature. At least that's my opinion on that. I don't think we're going to get any on that regard, which is unfortunate because uh, we might not, that might not be getting any more information about the, the, uh, the Nimitz, the Tic Tac UFO, which happened in 2004. Uh, we might get something there it's, uh, from the, the GoFast. I think that was about a bit. 2014, 2016, or 2015. Around that time, I think that's sort of about nearly 10 years ago now. So to go without saying, I don't think we're going to get much information regarding, like I said, if just people want information from Roswell or a report in that regard, well, I don't think we're going to get anything at all or any other sort of UFO instances that have 
made sort of you know the hot topic there over the years uh before uh 2005 or 2006 you know that's that's sucky in my opinion um hopefully we can sort of try and keep pushing uh to get the information released uh unclassified versions but um from for me i feel like this is just them saying we're not going to be investigating anything prior to the 17 years of uh since of uh, the uop reporting for themselves um but also in some there five or ten uop reports that's quite a fair bit uh it also goes like what, what's the nature of these crafts or objects that these military personnel are seeing so anyway we'll, we'll crack into this there so it makes it makes you wonder what they are seeing um so uh aero and odney assess that the observed increase in the uap reporting rate is partially due to a better understanding of the possible threats that uap may represent either as a safety of flight hazard or as a potential adversary collection platforms and partially due to the reduced stigma surrounding uap reporting this increased reporting allows more opportunities to apply rigorous analysis and resolve events. So, which is good. They're actually understanding that, uh, you know, there is a stigma attached to this whole thing there. So, which then gives a bit more uh, flexibility for pilots or, you know, any of the military personnel to report anything of a strange nature in that sense. That's my understanding for that. Which I also hope that in that case too, that there'll be um, a bit more credibility taken to pilots that are reporting these things there, you know, and uh, if the, you know, those in the past who have lost their careers due to reporting something of this, of a UAP nature there have um, lost their jobs, you know, I hope uh, the military or whoever they were uh, employed by, you know, sort of get some sort of accountability in regards to their careers because, you know, you know, everyone gets called the nutcase or, you know, you, you become, you, your mentality gets questioned. So, which are, are, which is good that they're actually recognizing the stigma and, you know, they're easing up on the whole, you know, mentality sort of things that just start calling people crazy. So, which is good. So, but I just hope there's going to be a bit more coming out of this in regards to people's livelihoods that have um, been impacted by this. So, let's crack into this a bit more. Uh, so, the establishment of the Department of Defense, DOD, All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, should facilitate more coordinated UAP efforts resulting in greater attribution of UAP, while limited data on UAP continues to be a challenge to the establishment of Aero with its broad scope of authorities and responsibilities and its replacement of the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force will allow for increased coordination of efforts against the UAP problem set. Aero's authorities ensure that UAP detection and identification efforts will span across DOD and relevant inter-agencies inter partners, as well as the intelligence community with the support and coordination of the National Intelligence Manager for Aviation. Uh, NIM Aviation and Aero's coordination efforts will improve US government's awareness of uh, objects in the aerospace and resolution of UAP events. See Appendix B. I'm not exactly sure what NIM Aviation is. Uh, oh, hang on. National Intelligence Manager for Aviation. Oh, so, yeah, okay. Um, in that regard, I sort of feel like, okay, that's great they're working in their... Um, their own departments here, but what they sort of feel like they need to start working in along with, you know, the, the public domain where it comes like the, you know, uh, <laughs> what am I thinking of? You know, uh, oh, geez, what is it? My, what can I think now? <laughs> yeah, air companies, like uh, planes, uh, pilots and that from the public domain, you know, like uh, 
flight companies. You know, there's they have parts of reporting strange sightings as they're cruising along. You know, as they're flying passenger airways. You know, they are reporting things. So they should be seeing what they're coming or you know what reports are being uh, reported from pilots from a public domain in that sense. Uh, whether it's you know yeah from flight companies basically. <laughs> uh, but look, I'm going to keep going here because I'm starting to lose myself here. Anyway, yeah, UAP events continue to occur in restricted or sensitive airspace, highlighting possible concerns for safety of flight and adversary collection activity. We continue to assess that this may result from a collection bias due to the number of active aircraft and sensors, combined with focused attention and guidance for the report anomalies aero in conjunction with NIM Aviation, and the IFC will continue to investigate any evidence of possible foreign involvement in UAPs. So again, um, I sort of feel like they do need to go and start looking into the public domain where pilots are actually reporting these anomalies or you know something that's of that nature and sort of get a better idea of what everyone else is seeing instead of being in a as i mentioned a sensitive or restricted airspace because the people are not just seeing these these things in these sensitive areas it's happening worldwide and i feel like that's they need to start getting a broader aspect even if they're in country i don't care they need to start getting a bit more of a public domain and opinion on what things are actually being seen but anyway look that that's that's not in my opinions. I can only give my thoughts the whole thing. Whether or not they want to do the whole damn thing or not, I don't know. But yeah, anyway, I hope that they are actually looking into the, the public domains on that side of things and actually taking it seriously instead of just from their own personnel. Um, so scope and assumptions. Okay, so scope. This annual report is provided by ODNI, ODNI, in response to a requirement established in Section 1683 of the National Defense Authorization Act and DAA. For fiscal year, financial year 2022, establish of obvious organizational structure and authorities to address unidentified aerial phenomena. Subsection H of that section states the Director of National Intelligence, in consultation with the Secretary of Defense, shall submit the appropriate congressional committees a report on unidentified aerial phenomena. See Appendix A. In addition to responding to the requirement elements delineated, uh, in the NDAA, this report details the establishment and coordinating offices, uh, efforts between ODNI and the newly created DOD Aero. This report provides an overview of policy makers of UAP that have been reported since the, uh, the 5th March 2021. Information cutoff date for ODNI's preliminary assessment on UAPs. Published 25th June 2021 per the NDAA and Aero, AARO. Uh, delivers quarterly reports on UAP to policymakers that contain greater detail regarding analysis and attribution of UAP events. So basically, we should be getting one every quarter year, as it says. So I think that should be about April or something like that. But we waited for months to get this one uh, that was due. So who knows when we will get the next one. Um, but... That's, that also depends on if that's going to be released to the public as well in those um, quarterly analysis. So I guess we'll wait and see. Uh, this report was drafted by ODNI's NIM Aviation in conjunction with Aero. It includes input from the Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence and Security, the Defense Intelligence Agency, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, FBI, the National Reconnaissance Office, the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, 
the National Security Agency, the U.S. Army, the U.S. Navy, the new uh, the U.S. Marine Corps, the U.S. Air Force, the Federal Aviation Administration. So there you go. They've got the actually do have a public domain there. The National Aeronautics and Space Administration, NASA, uh, the National Oceanographic and Atmospheric Agreement, and the Department of Energy, uh, ADN Emerging and Dis- Disruptive Technologies, uh, National Counterintelligence and Security Center, and ADN National Intelligence Council. Okay, so there's quite a fair bit there um, of these uh, uh, domains that they are in conjunction with there, so that's good. Um, and as I was mentioned there, you know, I was hoping that they are looking into the public domain there in regards to the aerial aspect. Um, anyway, the um, assumptions. Multiple factors affect the observation and or detection of UAPs, such as weather, illumination, atmospheric effects, or the accurate interpretation of sensor data. Regarding review or analysis of UAP events, ODNI and Aero operate under the assumption that UAP reports are derived from the observer's accurate recollection of the event and or sensors that generally operate correctly and capture enough real data to allow initial assessments. However, ODNI and Aero acknowledge that a select number of UAP incidents may be attributed to uh, sensor irregularities, irregular, irregularities or variances such as operator or equipment error, which is basically just saying that you know that what they thought might have been is not it so you know as a lot of sightings uh, that come through uh, a lot of it is misidentification you know something like you know as simple as a star or a balloon because you know things look weird we're not used to seeing weird things in the sky uh, so we generally just assume that's something that we don't understand and so basically that's what they're saying you know they're not well some people are you know well yes professionals or people of a high regard and in, in the military they of yeah look we're, we're human we make mistakes we can make assumptions on something that we don't understand because we're making a quick assumption but um there are also those that you know are actually you know something they see something that defies the logic um so you know and they've got the sensors there to go and help back that up then yeah by all means so hopefully we can get something more on a bit more sold on that sort of data there that's the one was that we want that you know has the actual backup data to sort of really help bring light into what people are actually all these um people are actually seeing. So anyway, we'll go through there. Um, so the FY twenty twenty two expands to the definition of UAP to include air, sea, and transmedium objects. And this report maintains that nomenclature. What the hell does that mean? Maintains that nomenclature during the transition phase and stand up for of error. Sorry, that's just a little bit of a note that's at the bottom of the page here. Anyway, um. That's a really weird name, nomenclature. I have to go and Google what that means. Anyway, um, so continuing, government, governmental changes to manage the UAP issues. So establishment of the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, Aero, the Deputy Secretary of, Secretary of Defense Director of the USD to establish an office with sufficient scope, authorities, responsibilities, and capabilities to continue the UAPTF, that's the UAP Task Force, uh, efforts and meet the expanded criteria. Aero was established as the UAPTF's successor, Unity, on 20th of July 2022. Per its mandate, Aero, as the authority to coordinate UAP efforts during, uh, sorry, efforts beyond DOD, and is authorized to develop processes and procedures to synchronize and standardize collection, reporting, and analysis throughout not just DOD but the IC as well. With the support and coordination of NIM Aviation, Aero will coordinate with other non-IC agencies 
such as the FAA and uh, NASA and the uh, NOAA and the non-IC elements of the Department of Homeland Security and the Department of Energy as appropriate. The broad scope of authority granted to Aero should enable them to leverage a multi-agency whole-of-government approach to understanding, resolving, and attributing at UIP to the future. Uh, so Odney coordinating with Aero and multi-agency partners seeking opportunities to assist in collection, reporting, and analysis of UIP incidents across the IC. So uh, since the since the June 2021 publication of ODNI's preliminary assessment on UAP, ODNI has developed strategic guidance to enhance further collection, which Aero and ODNI will leverage to prepare collection and report on UAP in a comprehensive manner. For the RC, NIM Aviation, which uh, will remain the RC's focal point for UAP issues, while Aero is the DOD focal point for these issues and relative activities, uh, related activities, I should say. Aero will represent DOD to the uh, Interagency inter Congress, Media and Public in coordination with the Assistant Secretary of Defense for Le Legislative Affairs and the Assistant to the Secretary of Defense for Public Affairs. Aero's mission and responsi responsibilities are contained in Appendix B. So, uh, continued reporting and robust analysis are providing better fidelity on UIP events, but many cases uh, remain unsolved. <clears throat> so, just on that, I, um, I'm i not sure if we'll go further down the report there, but obviously they're going through all these different agencies there to help sort of come up with uh, what these UIPs are and trying to get some sort of identification, whether they be from a defensive manner or, you know, uh, or an adversary in that nature. Um, but it sort of makes me wonder, like, why they're not mentioning any allies being involved in any of this. Like, I know Australia is a, has a major issue for uh, even mention of UAPs or even UFOs in that regard and have no interest in it. I know the UK has no interest. We're about the same as well. We've got our head in the sand there and avoiding the whole thing altogether and just letting the Americans run this. But for some reason, there's no mention of the allies... Um, to help manage the issues. As far as I'm aware, this is a worldwide issue, not just an American issue. So why are they not mentioning any of their allies to help manage the UAP issue? So look, anyway, we'll crack on into this. Um, so continue reporting and robust analysis are providing better fidelity on UAP events, but many cases remain unresolved. UAP reporting. The ODNI preliminary assessment on UAP discussion 144 UAP reports and had an information cutoff date of 5th March 2021. Since then, Aero received a total of 247 new UAP reports, an additional 119 UAP reports on events that occurred before 5th of March 2021 but were not included in the preliminary assessment, uh, have been discovered or reported after the preliminary assessment time period. These 366 additional reports then combined with the 144 reports identified in the preliminary assessment bring the total UAP reports catalog to date to 510 reports in total, basically. Uh, since its establishment in July 2022, ERA has formulated and started to leverage a robust analytic process against ident identified UAP reporting. Once completed, ERA's final analytic findings will be available in their quarterly report to 
reports to policymakers. Uh, Aero's initial analysis and characterizations of the 366 newly identified reports, informed by a multi-agency process, judged more than half of our judged more than half as exhibiting unremarkable characteristics. So 26 uh, characterized as unmanned aircraft systems, uh, UAS or UAS-like entities. So I'm guessing that's uh, drones, basically. Um, So that's 26 of those where they think they might be drones in that nature. Um, They've got 163 characterized as balloon or balloon-like entities. Uh, look, uh, I think that's just maybe like plastic bags, birds, you know, or <laughs> something of that nature where it, that looks weird from a distance, you know, like from a different perspective, you know, like then they're like, no, oh, what's that? It could be something, you know, yeah, basically. As I was mentioning before, you know, that things are easily mistaken and from different perspectives, you know, our mind can assume certain things until we make a critical analysis of it and try and get a better understanding of it. But half the time we don't find out what they are regardless, but it's just more uh, rule of, um, you know, the, the rule of elimination. So basically that's, I'm assuming that's what these guys are doing. But anyway, uh, another one there is six, six of these um, reports are attributed to clutter. So I'm guessing assuming to, again, like more junk, you know, plastic bags and birds and bugs, lens flares or some shit like, you know, <laughs> the, the usual stuff anyway. Um, so to continue on, um, initial characterizations does not mean positively resolved or unidentified. This initial characterization better enables Aero and ODNI to efficiently and effectively leverage resources against the remaining 171 uncharacterized and unattributed UAP reports. Some of these uncharacterized UAP appear to be uh, appear to have demonstrated unusual flight characteristics or performance capabilities and require further analysis. So I'm thinking these are the ones here that uh, where they are defying all logic, um, that they're actually maneuvering in a way that obviously our conventional crafts that we are aware of publicly cannot do. So that's 171 of those, which is interesting. That's, that's still quite a, a lot of uh, unknowns. Uh, the majority of the new UOP reporting originates from US Navy and US Air Force, where's the Marines and the Army? Uh, Let's just start again. Uh, So the majority of the new UAP reporting originates from US Navy and US Air Force, aviators and operators who witnessed UAP during the course of their operational duties and reported the events to the UAPTF, UAP Task Force, and Aero through official channels. Regardless of the collection or reporting method, many reports lack enough detailed data to enable attribution of UAP with high certainty. So that's a, that's a big problem in, in itself there. Obviously, there could have been potentially something there, but because there was lack of detail or, you know, information or the the way they reported it, obviously, it was nothing that they could really go by or it's just, you know, a strange light in the sky. That's it. Um, obviously, you know, Venus, for a good example, or, you know, the ISS going over. That's a perfect example of something like, something that can't be reported you know uh, uh detailed enough like from people who want to just go hey look at seeing the light go across the sky and that was basically it that's my understanding of that which is uh, where i always push the 
you know, you only treat things like a proper report, like a police report, you know, like someone's been murdered, you know, what time, dates, locations, what did the object do, what did it look like, you know, what manoeuvring did it did do, or, you know, what directions it take, stuff like that, you know, the stuff that, like, that's really going to be helpful in trying to figure out what something could be, um, basically. But anyway, look, just <laughs> continue on. Uh, partnerships and collaboration. Oh, here we go. We might have something here. May mention the allies. Let's hope so. Uh, ODI and Aero are committed to the reasonable, responsible sharing of UAP findings with uh, interagency partners such as FAA and NASA, other stakeholders, congressional oversight, international partners. There we go, international partners, and the public. Ah, the public as well. There we go. That's interesting. Um, Aero is working closely with the OSDPA and missions partners to develop an information sharing and messaging strategy that aims to maximize transparency while maintaining appropriate protections of sensitive sources and methods. So, obviously, you can't give out too much there. Let's um, go a bit of an example there. Birds, weather events, or airborne debris like plastic bags. So, I guess that's just going back to the clutter. Ah, uh, yep. So, yeah, okay. Yep. All right. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, interesting. They mentioned international partners. So, let's... Uh, it's going to be interesting to find out what uh, Australia's going to say to this one when we um, sort of throw it in their faces going, hey, look, you know, they're um, talking to you guys. But uh, anyway, look, uh, continue on. So ODI and Aero have maintained communication with their allied partners regarding UAP, keeping them informed of developments and US initiatives. The DoD and IC enterprises are working collaborative to, collaboratively to report identity Report, identify, and resolve UAP events. Agencies across the IC have established standard operating procedures that will streamline UAP resolution. For example, AROs and analytic methodology requires a whole-of-government's approach to resolving UAP events to include an analyst and science and technology specialist to help resolve UAP events. Um, this is where I sort of feel like um, people like Mick West, um, I know he's Got a bit of flack against him there for the way he goes about things because um, he's very skeptical. Which honestly, look, uh, we need people like him to, and um, you know, got to be skeptical. I hate the word skeptical, but I rather call it a more of a critical analysis. Because um... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and three hundred and sixty-five day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Um, you know, like I was mentioning before, you know, things get misidentified. Yeah. Uh, Things can be uh, identified through the right reporting and through the right information, basically. You know, time, dates, and locations, directions, all sorts of stuff goes a long way in helping what something could possibly be. So, you know, if, um, if they're getting these people there, oh, I hope these people are doing these sort of um, analytic, analytic sort of approaches. You know, they, they, they um, obviously... They have what was it four hundred twenty seven or something like that they I think I mentioned before, or it might be more than one hundred fifty. I can't remember now. You know, there's like there's over a hundred unknown identified reports there. You know, that's something that the, these guys are analysts of uh, science and technology specialists, and they can't figure out what they are. Then it makes you wonder what are they seeing. Uh, but anyway, to continue, uh, flight safety concerns and health implications. UAP pose a safety of flight inclusion hazards to air assets, potentially requiring aircraft operators to adjust flight patterns in response to their unauthorized presence in the airspace, operating outside of air traffic control standards and instructions. Uh, to date, there have been no reported collisions between US aircraft and UAP. Regarding health concerns, there have also been no encounters with UAP confirmed to contribute directly to adverse health-related effects to the observers. Yeah, if I remember something there, they were mentioning something there was some effects that were health related to the observers. Um, but anyway, acknowledging that health related effects may appear at any time after any event occurs. It's a strange sentence. Um, Arrow will track any reported health implications related to UAP should they emerge. That's an interesting. Uh, interesting sentence there. Acknowledging that health-related effects may appear at any time after an event occurs. That leaves a lot to be open on that one. Um, but again, uh, so there's like uh, as I mentioned, like, there was no mention of the army. So why is there no mention of the army in these reports? And if the army has, well, you know, I'm quoting here, like you know, if they have been, uh, been in conflict or, you know, in relation to these UAPs, you know, well, have they been getting the health effects, you know, what's been going on there? But anyway, again, I'm, I'm just going, I'm just <laughs> break, opening up ideas here of um, these little wormholes, of loopholes, basically, of what they're trying to say. Uh, whether these people, are, um, even in the, in the aircrafts, have been getting uh, health effects after something has occurred, that's another thing too. But anyway, um, summary in way of head, um, 
summer and way ahead. Okay. Uh, UOP continued to represent a hazard to flight safety and pose a possible adversary collection threat. Since the publication of the ODNI preliminary assessment in June 2021, UOP reporting has increased partially due to the concentrated effort to destigmatize de de the topic of UOP and instead recognize the potential risk that it poses as both a safety of flight hazard and potential adversary activity. Whereas, uh, whereas there were previously 144 UAP reports covered during the 17 years of UAP reporting included in the ODNI preliminary assessment on UAPs, there have been more, uh, been 247 more UAP reports during the 17 months since, combined with another 119 reports uh, either discovered or reported late that fell within the original 17-year period that, but were not included in the preliminary assessment. So a total of 510 UAP reports are currently catalogued. I sort of feel like that's a bit of a piss poor effort there where, um, you know, 17 years, 247 reports during that 17 years. Like I understand the whole stigma thing was attached to this whole thing, you know, but there was, um, you know, a bit of conflict there in that regard, whether people wanted to go and report something anomalous or something strange. So it's understandable, but I sort of feel like over 17 years, that's not that much. 247. I feel like there should have been a lot more. And then... Uh, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I've read that wrong. Or have I? Sorry. Yep, I've read that, <laughs> I've read that wrong. So 144 over 17 years. Yeah, so, yeah, that's not that much. Again. <laughs> um, but, yeah, since, obviously, uh, 17 years. And, obviously, yeah, 247 more over that time. Yeah, I'm going to... Gonna shut up and keep going because I'm not making sense of myself here. Um, but yeah, I'm sure you understand what I mean. Like, you know, for over seven years, there's not a lot of reports, and again, yeah, the stigma is attached to it, blah blah blah, but still, not a lot. Uh, anyway, error has been established as the DoD focal point for the UAP in an effort to gain fidelity of the nature uh, of UAP and possible risk UAP represents. Congress required the establishment of a central office for all UAP matters in the financial year 2022. NDA that office formally became operational as the era under the USD in July 2022. Era is the single focal point for the all DOD UAP efforts, efforts, leading a whole of government approach to coordinate UAP collection, reporting, and analysis of efforts throughout the DOD, the IC, and beyond to include other government agencies not in the IC, as well as foreign allies, partners of the United States. So again, they're talking to allies, but we get nothing on our end from the Australian side of things, which is absolute bogus. Uh, coordinated efforts between DOD, the IC, and other government, government agencies to collect and report UFP re events have resulted in increased data sets spanning multiple security domains. Error is... Uh, error in coordination with the IC is focused on identifying solutions to manage and alleviate the re resulting data problem, including the intake, indexing, visualization, and analysis of the data across multiple security domains. We are confident that continued multi-agency cooperative UAP prosecution activities will likely result in greater awareness of objects in and across the airspace and maritime domains, as well as the nature and origin of UAP in the future. Is the establishment of error and applications of error's new analytic process to this detailed reporting will increase resolution of UAP events. 
So they're trying to figure out the origin of the UAPs, but they're not really admitting to them being adversaries at all. So I guess we'll keep on guessing and waiting to figure out where these UAPs are coming from. Uh, so continuing Appendix A, any report on UAP financial year 2022 and EAA subsection of section 1683 establishment of establishment of office organizational structure and authorities to address unidentified aerial phenomena of the financial year 2022 NDAA. Public law 11781 listed requirements for annual reports on UAP matters. In the subsection, the term the director refers to the director, director of national intelligence and the term the secretary refers to the secretary of defense. The text of the subsection below. Uh, one requirement. Not later than 31st October 2022. Ha. Yeah, well, <laughs> we all know what happened there. Well, what did happen there? Uh, and annually there for after until 31st October 2026. So at least we could have got three years worth out of that. Uh, the director in consultation with the secretary shall submit to the appropriate congressional committees a report on unidentified aerial phenomena. Uh, two elements, each report under paragraph one shall include which, with respect to the year covered by the report, the following information. All reported unidentified aerial phenomena related events that occurred during the one year period. All reported unidentified aerial phenomena related events that occurred during a period other than that one year period, but were not included in an earlier report. Uh, see... An analysis of data and intelligence received through each report unidentified aerial phenomena related event. D. An analysis of data relating to unidentified aerial phenomena collected through geospatial intelligence, signal intelligence, human intelligence, and measures and signatures intelligence. Uh, the number of reported unidentified aerial phenomena over restricted airspace of the United States during the one year period. An analysis of such incidents identified under subparagraph E. Uh, okay. Uh, identification of potential aerospace or other threat posed by unidentified aerial phenomena to the national security of the United States. Uh, an ass assessment of any activity regarding unidentified aerial phenomena that can be attributed to one or more adversarial foreign governments. Uh, identification of any incidents or patterns regarding unidentified aerial phenomena that indicate a potential adversary for foreign governments may have achieved a breakthrough aerospace capability. Um, an update on the coordination by the United States with allies and partners in efforts to track, understand, and address unidentified aerial phenomena. And an update on efforts underway on ability to capture or exploit discovered unidentified aerial phenomena. An assessment of any health-related effects for individuals that have encountered unidentified aerial phenomena. Uh, the number of reported incidents and descriptions thereof of unidentified aerial phenomena with military nuclear assets, including strategic nuclear weapons and nuclear-powered ships and submarines. Uh, in, consulta in consultation with the Administrator for Nuclear Security, the number of reported incidents and descriptions thereof unidentified aerial phenomena associated with the facilities or assets associated with the production, transportation, or storage of nuclear weapons or components thereof. Um, in consultation with the Chairman of Nuclear Regulatory Commissions, 
the number of reported incidents and descriptions thereof unidentified aerial phenomena or drones of unknown origin associated with nuclear power generation generating stations nuclear fuel storage sites and other sites or facilities regulated by the nuclear regulatory commissions <clears throat> uh, the name of the line organizations that have been designated to perform the specific functions under section c and d and the specific functions for which each line organization has been assigned preliminary primary responsibility uh, notes here in relation to that subsection c references uh, referenced in subsection h p or b above is titled response to it and field investigations of unidentified, uh, unidentified aerial phenomena subsection d referenced in subsection h um, p above is titled scientific technological and operations operational analysis of data and on unidentified aerial phenomena right. <clears throat> so my thoughts on that i think um what they mean by that is obviously we know that uaps have been hovering around a lot of the nuclear sites like new nuclear um, launch sites nuclear power stations stuff like that because they also have an interest in our nuclear technology um so i'm guessing that obviously these are going to have to go on the reports whether or not we will get the reports if something has been happening in that nature if uh, they have had uap activity around these sort of sites or even the um as they mentioned, you know, trans, uh, transports or the powered ships or submarines, you know, something, anything of that nuclear nature. Whether we will get that, I don't know. Um, let's hope so, because that will um, obviously help uh, with the claims back in, uh, was it the 80s, 90s or something like that, where, you know, these UAPs or people claiming these sites of these objects flying around their nuclear sites. So it's uh, interesting as a, um, if we'll get that report. So to continue on to Appendix B, uh, Aero Establishment of the Office and Duties for Financial Year 2022 NDAA. Subsection A of Section 163, uh, 1683, Establishment of Organizational Structure and Authorities to Address you know, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena of the National Defense Authorization Act for Fiscal Year 2022. Establish an office designated to replace the unidentified aerial phenomena task force, UAPT task force, later identified as the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, Aero, um, as established on 20th July 2022. Subsection B of Section 1683 delineated that office duties. The text of these subjections is as follows. <clears throat> Excuse me. My throat's going to be dry. That's a lot of talking. Anyway, uh, establishment of office not later than 180 days after the date of enactment of this act. The Secretary of Defense, in coordination with the Director of National Intelligence, shall establish an office within the component of the Department of Defense and the Office of the Director of National Intelligence to carry out the duties of the Unidentified Aerial, aerial Phenomena Task Force as in effect on the day before the date of enactment of this act. Jesus. And such other duties as required by this section. Uh, so section B is the duties. The duties of the office establishment under subsection A shall include the following. Developing procedures to synchronize and standardize the collection, reporting, analysis, uh, analysis of incidents, including adverse psychological effects, 
regarding unidentified aerial phenomena across the Department of Defense and the intelligence community. Um, so I'm guessing that's the meaning that you know, they're getting rid of the stigma that's attached to it. So like the psychological side of things. Um, I'm not really sure what that really means to, to the truth. This is my guess. Uh, so developing process and procedures to ensure that such instances from each component of the department and each element of the intelligence community are reported and incorporated in a centralized re repository. So it's getting more organized. Uh, which is good, you know, because we need organization in this sort of thing. Um, establishing procedures to require the timely and consistent reporting of such incidences. Interesting enough, so uh, that was three. And number four is evaluating links between unidentified aerial phenomena and adversarial foreign governments. Other foreign governments are non-state actors. Okay. Uh, number five, eva evaluating the threat that such incidents present to the United States. Uh, six, coordinating with other departments and agencies of the federal government as appropriate, including the Federal Aviation Administration, the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, uh, the Department of Homeland Security, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, and the Department of Energy. Uh, number seven, coordinating with allies and partners of the United States as appropriate to better assess the nature and extent of the unidentified aerial phenomena. Number eight, preparing reports for Congress in, in both classified and unclassified form, including under section I. Or is it one? I don't know. Um, I believe it might be on the last page here. Uh, Appendix C, index of key terms. So this report uses the following defining terms. Uh, range Fowler, defined by U.S. Navy aviators based on observations of UAP, interrupting pre-planning, training, or other military activity in military operating areas or restricted airspace. Interesting. Uh, Transmedium objects or devices, objects or devices that are observed to transition between space and the atmosphere or between the atmosphere and bodies of water that are not immediately identifiable. Uh, unidentified aerial phenomena, airborne objects that immediately identify the acronym UAP, represents the bro broadest category of airborne objects reviewed for analysis. <clears throat> Uh, UAP event, a holistic description of an occurrence during which a pilot or air crew witnessed or detected a UAP. Uh, UAP incident, a specific part of the event. UAP report, documentation of a, a UAP event to include verified chains of custody and basic information such as the time, date, location, and description of the UAP. UAP reports including range failure reports and other reporting. So I think that was it. So yeah. Um, Basically, yeah, like that's what I've just been saying, like uh, what I mentioned all the time, but like something I say quite often, as the um, mentioned the, the last category there for UAP reporting, time, date, locations, and description of the actual UAP, um, which is like I said, the more detail provided, the better they can get a better analysis, a better idea of what it could possibly be to try and help identify it. And obviously, in these guys' case, they needed to figure out if it's an adversary of that nature, and so basically, if they can figure it out what it is, then yeah, all the better. But I also just like, like I'm trying to say is for everyone who does have a encounter with a UAP, try and use this as an example to try and give your um, your sighting a bit more credibility and a bit more detailed information so people can understand what what it is that you saw, how you experienced it, all that sort of stuff, you know, because we want people to sort of understand what you are seeing. I'm not here to try and 
discredit anyone's sightings because of that. Um, obviously, uh, I analyze things here and I try and make things identifiable because that's what you got to do. You try and make sure it's it. I want to make so makes it make it so it gives you credibility to your sighting. And I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to bullshit and saying and by telling you that it's an alien craft just to go and say for the sake of it. Um, I will tell you that I don't know what it is um, in that term, but you know, I'm not going to tell you it's an alien craft just for the sake of it. No, I'm not going to lie to you. It's not what I do. That's not how I roll. But anyway, uh, back to the report. Um, so look, it's interesting that it didn't really give us much at all. Um, if anything, there's nothing really. It sort of makes you wonder if we will get any uh, more evidence in these previous videos there, like the you know Nimbus, the GoFast. Um, <clears throat> it's gonna be quite interesting, uh, even though the the um, what was that one there with all the drones firing that ship there? I can't remember. The Kennedy or was it Kennedy? I can't remember now. You know, we need those sort of documents there of what what their reports are on that. Uh, I feel like we deserve that sort of report in that nature. Like, okay, this is all great. We're getting two different terms. You know, we're getting the what they're how they're reporting things you know what their involvement is in the whole thing but i sort of feel like we need to get more reports in regards to what their findings are when they're investigating into these things um but whether or not we will get that i don't know um but it was uh, was interesting there for the, uh down about the, the bottom here there when i was going through these category categories there for uh, the key terms you know range failure transmedium objects or devices um for those who want to try and crack into um you know getting reports uh, unclassified reports from these government agencies uh, or these other agencies and such uh, for the freedom of information um, there's some key terms there you can try and use in your uh, in your claim there for the, trying to get the, the freedom of the information there for the unclassified versions so good luck to you there that's um, hopefully it'll help you in tracking down some um, some reports and some stuff so um, Basically, yeah, I'm pretty disappointed in the report here. It was not much to be expected. Oh, not that I was really expecting much. I wasn't really expecting to say, like, yeah, we've got aliens visiting us around here. But, um, again, still, like, eh. But, again, look, it's good to see that we are getting reports and they are still admitting to the fact that, the um, you know, there is something out there that they don't even understand themselves. But again, whether it's uh, adversaries or not, don't know. They want to claim they're aliens. Well, look, that's it's it's open to the possibility. But um, honestly, look, I want Australia to get on this side of things. So, guys, look, if you got to this far through and bear with me, thanks for getting through with this and uh, bearing with me. I hope I um, haven't bored you too much because droning through. But guys, help out and try and get um, look, get in contact with your local members of parliament. You know, try and push for Australia to get online on board with this whole UAP thing. We need, uh, it, it needs to be an involvement worldwide. And if we can try and push through with Australia there, hopefully the UK can go and get involved here. And obviously all the larger nations around the world, they can sort of try and jump on board there and start pushing through the reality that these things are out there. People are saying these things. That's the whole idea behind this whole UAP, this whole podcasting thing I do, the whole involvement I do with it is to try and get an idea out there to the public that these things are out there. People are seeing these things. And obviously this whole thing here is what we need to try and push through to, you know, make people realize that these things are out there. 
the stigma is going. It's it's going away. This is great. We are losing this stigma. that is attached attached to it. Obviously, um, you know, we we like I keeps mentioning that things are getting misidentified. People are saying things that I don't understand, which is fine. Look, there's a lot of things out that we don't understand, but we need to make sure that we do a critical analysis of our own sightings, try and figure out what it is there. That way, we can get a more credible analysis or report, you know, or sighting, you know, something that's genuine, something that's um can't be discredited in that nature. You know, I want people to be believed. That's that's my goal here. I want people to be trusted when they talk about their experiences. But yeah, guys, look, thanks for joining me tonight. Uh, it's been great. Um, it's been a long, long hour here, but you know, we got through it. And um, again, thanks for pushing through with me if you did, you did get this far. Um, don't forget to go and leave a uh, like and share this bad boy out there and um, help us get out there a bit more. And um, obviously, let me know what you think of the whole report yourself in the comments there. And um, look, I want, I want everyone's opinions on this whole report. Obviously, um, we all were expecting a bit more out of this. But um, let's hope so in the future that we get these uh, quarterly reports and that they actually do get released to the public. So I we'll, guess we'll wait and see. There's a lot more to this that, um, that we're expecting. Uh, we, we, we want to expect from this so let's just um, hope we get a bit more disclosure out of what's actually going behind these closed doors and start getting a bit more of the uh, the classified versions of things that are getting to be released but anyway look guys don't forget um, share this thing out there give us, leave us a comment there leave us a like uh, share it out there and um, again thanks again for tuning in and uh, bearing with me so yeah thanks guys I'll catch you next time and that will do it folks for this episode of Encounters Down Under I hope you enjoyed the show, and remember, you can also get involved in the show by joining the Facebook page and getting in on the live streams. Also, please be sure to share with your friends and family to help us grow, and potentially find our next guest on the show. If you or you know someone who has had an encounter, please get in touch with me through our Facebook page via Messenger, or email at australianufosightings at outlook.com.au. I look forward to seeing you on the next Encounter Down Under. Hooroo! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns.